Yivamos Perk Tesvav Mishnaches 15.8 In the first several Mishnayas of this chapter, we learn that a woman is believed to testify that her husband died to enable her to remarry. Now, that could have implications with respect to Yibam. And as our Mishnah in the next three Mishnayas to the end of the chapter will discuss, she's not always believed with respect to a change in her status regarding whether or not she needs to do Yibam with her brother-in-law. So let's see inside. The Mishnah says, Ha'ish shahalcha hi uval medina sayam, uvena imahem. A woman travels with her husband overseas. So we're going to, overseas is the way of casting this veil of uncertainty that the Bezdin in the original place doesn't know what's happening. And she goes there with her husband and her son who's with them, which means that when she left, as far as we knew, this woman was not a candidate for Yibam. She had a child. Now she comes back, Uva, she returns and says, Va'amra, Meis Bali, my husband died, Va'achkach Meis Bini. And after he died, my son died. That is to say, my husband died, and therefore I should be able to, eligible to remarry. But at the time of his death, we had a child, he had offspring. And that being the case, I am not someone who's false to Yibam. And although my son is now dead, it doesn't matter because he was dead after the death of my husband. And therefore I should be permitted to marry whomever I want. I'm not a Yibam candidate. In such a scenario, Ne'emenes, she's believed. Believed not just with respect to the death of her husband, which we established in the previous Mishnahis, the beginning of the chapter, she be believed. But also she's believed that she doesn't need to do Yibam, even though her son is no longer here. Now, the reason she's believed is because when she left, she had a chazaka, a legal presumption. Chazaka, I like to translate as status quo. Her stat- The status quo was that she was not a candidate to do Yibam. She was forbidden from the Torah to marry her brother-in-law because she was married to his brother. And that only has an exception if things fall to Yibam. And as far as we know, when she left, she wasn't a candidate. And therefore, she has a chazaka being forbidden to him of not doing Yibam. Now, her testimony is that my son died after my husband died, and therefore I'm not a candidate for Yibam. Since that's consistent with our existing existing status quo, her chazaka, so we believe what she said, and allow her to marry somebody else. Now, it is true that in her testifying that her husband and son died, there's a possibility that the son died first, in which case she would have to do Yibam, and the order of their deaths is very possibly the kind of thing which isn't it's not the kind of thing which ultimately in the future would um, come out in the wash. The truth might not ever become known. We just don't know who, who, who died first. So we'll never know. Nevertheless, we believe her to marry whomever she wants because she's the one who owns this testimony. We know nothing besides her testimony. And she is, in the words of um, Chazal, um, subject to the principle of Hapesha Asur Hu Hapesha Hitter. The very same mouth which is giving us the testimony which would say she may be forbidden to marry somebody else without doing Yibam is the very same mouth out of which we're hearing testimony that she is. So the exact lumdus of Hapesha Asr, how it works is beyond the scope of our mission, of course, here. But um, the bottom line is that she's saying, believe me that if I'm the only person who gives this testimony, my I sort of have the IP, I own this testimony. Believe me when I'm telling you what I'm telling you because you have no reason not to believe me because I'm the one who brought it to the table. If I hadn't said nothing, in other words, if the woman had just arrived and said, my husband died, 
without mentioning her son at all, we let her remarry. We wouldn't have required to do Yibam because as far as you know, the son is alive. Why shouldn't he be alive? And therefore, the fact that she gives a testimony which could have negative consequences for her, we nevertheless believe what she said because she's not changing her original status and she's eligible for this principle of of owning her own testimony in full as a Pesha Atzer Hu Pesha Hitter. Now, in the next case, the Mishnah, we have a woman who testifies, the same woman who testifies, Mace Bini, she says, both my husband and son died, but her testimony is that her son died first. And since this was the only child that her husband had, at the moment of her husband's death, there was no other offspring. And therefore she's claiming she now falls to Yibum. And therefore she says she can't marry anybody else until she does Yibum, or Chalitza, with her brother-in-law. Now this is contrary to her Chazaka. Her Chazaka was that she's not a candidate for Yibum, and she can't marry her brother-in-law. Now she's saying she could and should. Now, ain't an menace, and therefore she's not believed, says the Mishnah. She's not believed to change her status. While we do let this a single witness and a woman and a woman about her own situation um, give testimony regarding her husband's death to allow her to remarry, that was motivated by this Aguna situation and the principle that she wouldn't lie and the fact that we have these, these kanasos, these penalties that are imposed upon her if it turns out that she wasn't correct. Um, none of that applies um, over here. So that being the case, we simply don't believe her, and therefore uh, we will not. We will we will say she wasn't eligible, and she's not an eligible candidate for for yibum. However, since she said that she is required to do yibum, now she painted herself into a corner because by her own testimony, she is now a woman who may not marry anybody else until she resolves her zika with her brother-in-law. She's made herself into this. This, as we said in the previous couple of nights ago, she's equated herself with being like a, a, a forbidden item, meaning she's forbidden to the rest of the, the marketplace of potential suitors as a forbidden wife because she's got to resolve her zika with her brother-in-law first. And that being the case, um, she is not going to be allowed because of her testimony to marry anybody else until she resolves that zika. Um, so what should she do? What must she do? She has to first do chalitza with her brother-in-law. And to that extent, we do believe her, meaning, we don't believe her that her she's actually obligated to do yibum, but we are concerned for her testimony to the point that maybe it's true, and maybe she's a yibum candidate, and maybe she can't marry anybody else, and therefore maybe this brother-in-law has an obligation to her, and therefore, while we won't let her and him do yibum and get married, because that is contravening her chazaka. We will let her do chalitza. In fact, we'll require her to do chalitza. So she does chalitza with him. First, she must do that. And after which, she is permitted to marry whoever she wants. And uh, so we essentially are concerned for her words. We're choshesh for her words. Lachumra to ensure that she resolves the purported zika by doing uh, chalitza first.